Hello there, boys and girls, and welcome to another episode of Circling the Bases, probably a part of NBC Sports Edge. I'm your host, Colin Henderson. Joining me today, as always, Mr. Christopher Crawford. Chris, you're cracking our playoff list, so I'll skip right to your Seahawks. How'd you feel about your how you feel about your draft? So I'm just going to pretend they took Kenneth Walker in the fourth round instead of the second, and I okay. love it. But I guess that's not how that really works. I, I'm, I'm almost sure that's not how. I talked to my good friend, uh, Rotisserie Patrick Doherty, about uh, how inept this organization can be at times. And that's kind of how I felt about taking a running back for a team that has absolutely no chance of winning whatsoever this year. So a luxury pick is very, very weird. It's nothing against Kenneth Walker. But I was happy. You finally got some protection for Russell Wilson. It should be a good year for Russell. Oh, 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 oh. oh. I was about to ask you, how'd you oh, feel walking out of the draft? I mean, yeah, yeah. We're I didn't. Looking, I, we're still looking Drew Locke. Uh, yeah, Drew Locke, I have. Baby, let's do it. I have no issue with that because okay. the quarterbacks in this draft were, I'm going to only say it once this podcast, 10 pounds of you know what in a five pound bag. So I have right. no problem with that. Pass, them passing on a quarterback this year because the quarterbacks are very good next year, especially at the top. So I don't mind that. Um, so, but it's weird to take a running back to prepare for a four and thirteen season that high. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. But getting some good offensive linemen, some good corners, I didn't hate it. And you guys, the state of New Jersey was competent at drafting. I don't know how to feel about it. Oh, uh, we certainly don't know how to feel about it. I'll tell you that. It's been a while. Speaking of teams that draft running backs when they don't, uh, what's up fifth year Saquon Barkley? How has yeah. that worked out for a team that didn't have a quarterback when they did? Uh, yeah. Um, so I, we're we're familiar with that move. But look, hey, I am I am pumped that yeah. this was a competent draft. I was loved my first day picks. I love the Jets yeah. overall draft. I thought my second and third day picks for the Giants were a little reachy. So like fun. there were some better talent I would like out there. But if you're telling me I might walk away with like a right tackle for the next decade and like a defensive end for the next decade, and you're sure. telling me that that's where we started, I'm I can live with that. So <laughs> how um, cool is all that? I know is that we have built. Everything is now on Daniel Jones's plate, and I'm very yeah. excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, I, I think you guys will be picking high again next year just because I, of the fact that division is high and picking a new quarterback. But there's some – by the way, that Thibodeau moment was so cool. Like yeah. seeing him on the stage with uh, with a, such a special young man, that's that's what the draft is all about, man. Those, well, especially, those especially the guy who – went through the draft ringer more than like a many oh, other top draft picks. So, so you know, for him to have his moments, you know, I thought yeah. that was all the worthwhile considering the amount of unnecessary dings on this guy who I cannot wait to prove everybody wrong in big blue. Before we get to the sport that we actually talk yeah. about, that we pay NBC actually to talk about, don't tell anybody <laughs> that we have to do that. But um, we're terrible negotiators. Yeah, <laughs> we are really bad at this. Um, <laughs> they, uh, that whole does he care about football thing? Yeah, I roll. How often, outside of one quarterback from UCLA that it kind of maybe turned out to be kind of true about uh, with the last name that rhymes with chosen. Um, outside of that, it always doesn't. It's silly. If you are good enough to be that high of a draft pick, you have to like the sport a little bit. Like it's it's not possible. I like for to think you so. To be, yeah. Like it, we're doing this with Anthony Edwards in the NBA right now. There was and I know he ended up going first overall, but there was all this talk about does he even love the sport? Who cares if he loves the sport that much? He's really flipping good at it. Yeah. Like it, it's just so silly, and every year it bites teams in the tuchus. 
Well, it's not going to bite mine this year, hopefully. <laughs> no, so we'll no. take that here. For sure. Um, so coming up on the show today, Chris and I hopping back to the sport yes. that we care about most. Uh, Chris and I will be having a little fun to celebrate the end of the first month of baseball. So we're going to redraft the top 25 players in fantasy baseball. Who's jumped into that top grouping? Who's fallen out of the elite of the elite? Find out with us as we draft two positionless teams of 12 to see what the current first two rounds would be like. But before we get to drafting and ranking, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this gig, but MLB back on NBC. Weekends are better with MLB Sunday leadoff coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Chicago White Sox play the Boston Red Sox at Fenway on Sunday, May 8th at 1130 Eastern. You can watch that live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to PeacockTV.com slash MLB. It's got the entire season on there, the entire. So if you are in a East Coast or Central Time Zone team, you very may well be coming to a Peacock near you. So make sure you are checking out the, the schedule to make sure you don't suddenly show up a couple innings late for the big game on Sunday now that you are NBC is going to have some exclusive content. We are very excited about that. So excited. Great to get MLB back under the Peacock brand. It has been far too long for people like you and I who, who care about this just as much as we care about Sunday night football. Absolutely. I will say though, 1130, that's 830 my time. We're, we're going to have to do some Oh, no, stuff. no, no. Us East Coasters are going to have a blast. You sleep <laughs> yeah. in for a hot minute. Yeah. Although I've texted with you before. You've been you've responded yeah. back to me at, yeah. what is, 5, 6 a.m. your time before. My, sleep, my, my sleep schedule is, I mean, <laughs> we could we could make an NBC Peacock uh, miniseries about how weird my sleep schedule is. I'll watch is. the 30 for 30 effect. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> just like the hard knocks version of us like making the spot. No one's watching it, but that's fine. Yeah, just be prepared that it'll be on at an odd time because I sleep really weird hours. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Chris, <laughs> I've got a number off screen here. One or two. Make your pick. Dose. Ah, dose it is on Cinco de Mayo week. You <laughs> take it up first. Get your first pick. We're going to snake draft this after that. But like I said, we're just going to be drafting uh, basically 12 team, uh, twelve players each, just basically mm-hmm. re-ranking the top 25 for each of us. Um, positionless, so don't worry. We're not reaching for a catcher in our 12th pick. We got nothing to worry about there. We are talking strictly the top 25 players in the game. Chris, lead us off. So I thought this was going to be a little harder than it was going to be, but it's Really not. Uh, Trey Turner was the guy that I think everybody took first, and I would not be surprised if he goes in the first three picks. He will not go first for me because I'm going with Jose Ramirez, and it's because Jose Ramirez is really good at baseball and has been really good at baseball. And here's the thing I'm most excited about. Everybody who has rostered for Jose Ramirez before knows that hot starts have not exactly been Jose Ramirez's forte. Mm -hmm. Well, over the first month, he's hitting 341 with a 421 on base percentage. He has seven homers, stolen the one base. I expect those to go up, not, maybe not to that same level that he once was, but I certainly expect more than a, a, a pace of a steal a month. 28 RBI already. Now, is that sustainable? No, I don't think Jose Ramirez is going to be a guy who drives in 160 to 170 runs. But this skill set is legit, and he li- always finishes the year as like a top five to top ten player in spite of the fact that he often gets off to cold starts, not off to a cold start this year. I love Jose Ramirez as if I'm doing a draft today, I'm taking him with the first pick. 
Uh, no arguments there. Honestly, this was my call between it was him and Trey Turner for number one overall for me. Um, again, 28 RBIs is a joke at this it point is. in the season. It's an <laughs> it absolute really joke. Is. And again, it's not exactly like he's got, uh, you know, like the Dodgers lineup around him. The idea <laughs> right. that he's got 28 RBIs already, and he was yeah. a guy that many people were hoping would jump ship before the season. Like that just shows you just how good of a player he is. And again, that batting average on top of it. You said the steel should go up. They absolutely should. And right. once again, he will be a five tool car- uh, five category player for the rest of the year. I mean, just absolute money. Uh, but give me Trey Turner on the back end for, of the of my picks for my first overall pick. Look, I think he was number two on my board behind Fernando Tatis before the Tatis injury. It's it's kind of scary to think that Trey Turner hasn't really gotten going yet. And he still has, he only has one home run on the year. He has not gotten going. His OBP, I mean, his OPS is 690. That's not Trey Turner. No. You know, he's already got 18 RBIs. Talk about a guy getting used to the universal DH and not having a pitcher bat directly in front of him. <laughs> nine hole. Great 18, call. 18 RBIs, four stolen bases already on the year, a 263 average. Again, he has not gotten to the level yet. And he's still giving you production. Those home run numbers are going to jump up. He's going to get hot soon. Those stolen base numbers, only four. You know those numbers are going to jump up even more. And runs scored, he's only got nine runs scored on a Dodgers team that even though they are winning games, that offense is not chugging along just yet like we expect. That's coming very soon. Give me Trey Turner, number one on my list. And then, ooh, and then after this, I gotta say there was a top five, and then there was a little bit of a of a of a dash for me. Uh, give me give me Ronald Acuna Jr. going next. Ooh, I mean, okay. welcome back to the league, buddy. Um, obviously, he's only played about three games, so I'm not gonna bother with any stats there. But this is strictly a coming off of the ACL. He was putting up 50-50 rate numbers last year in a half a season, and that's not a joke. That was 50-50 he was going for last year before he went down. If he gives me, I mean, we expected him to be out maybe till the end of May, early June. He is back the beginning of May. At this point, the value you got from him, especially at the beginning of the year, is crazy. I'm not going to make that mistake here. I will take him at number two on my list and uh, and really ride the Acuna revenge train for 2022. Yeah, I like that pick. I Certainly a player that I think you could argue should go in the top five pretty easily. Love that he's already back. It was pretty crazy that people were still talking about early May with as his return, or maybe even a little later than that when his rehab assignment had started so early, but uh, can't be mad at that selection. I'm going to go with my beautiful hitting boys for my four, uh, my second and third pick. I'm going to go with Juan Soto and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So my one concern about Juan Soto is not the 262 average. Juan Soto is going to hit 300 every flipping year until he's 183 years old. My concern is a little bit the RBI, and I do know that it's not his fault, but that lineup is bad, man, and he is just not going to get the chance to drive in runs, but I think he's going to contribute so much in the average category. I think he's going to score some runs because I do, I mean, he's already scored 18 runs, which is pretty good, solid number, but more than Trey Turner's double what Trey Turner scored, which is a little weird. I think Juan Soto is just a special offensive player. And I think the same thing for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Like he's struggling right now. And for those of you who are not watching live on YouTube or Twitch, I'm doing the the quotation marks here, struggling to a line of 277, 347 with six homers. I mean, 
he's going to be just fine. I feel we very, wish we could all struggle to those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Feel very good about my chance for uh, doing well in the power category. Of course, there's not too many two man leagues left in, in baseball anymore, but uh, I feel pretty good about having those two guys anchoring near the top of the lineup. They would be, and there are people who start leagues at this time of the year, by the way, like a lot of people oh, very you know, much so, yeah. like to uh, either give it a second chance because their first team ended up being not so hot or just getting a late start and seeing what is going on with baseball. But Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Juan Soto are two guys that I think are going to put up monster numbers well until we're longing on. I, I just believe that they're going to live forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hard to argue that point right now. They're both, what, 23 years old, yeah. I think. Yeah. Look, we'll, we'll, we will be done and dusted, and they'll still be crushing. Yeah. Um, again, look, Juan Soto, just the best eye in the game, and I absolutely love him. I just wish that there was a better roster around him, but otherwise, yeah. I absolutely love him. And Vlad Jr., it's kind of scary that, like you said, he's struggling to it. He's yeah. going to get going soon. Yeah. And boy, I just want it to be after this Yankee-Toronto series. Oh, sure. Speaking of someone I don't want to heat up on this Toronto series, Bo Bichette's my next one. Nice. Um, he has started up. Kind of, he started up okay. It, it's been a very down year for him. He's starting to show signs of heating up over his last few games, over 400 over his last four games. He's only hitting 231 on the year, only has three RBIs. I mean, only has 11 RBIs, only have three home runs, 11 runs scored. Again, when Bo Bichette and Vlad Jr. have not really gotten off to, you know, they're quote struggling at, the, at their level, at least right. at what we expect. As soon as that starts going off, both of their stocks. Boom, up to the ceiling. So Bo Bichette for me, I, I think is as safe a pick as you can get outside that top five. And that top five I thought was very like there was the drop. Like now I started feeling okay, okay. I couldn't I could genuinely argue for any one of those top five to go number one. It was after that, I was like, okay, now it gets a little weirder. Bo Bichette sure. for me, though, I still think after the, at the end of this season, I think we'll be talking about him potentially in the top five next year with 100%. his power, with his power speed combo and batting average combo. Cause all of those will come in. And then after that, all right, let's go with the pitcher first. Max Scherzer comes off the board for me first. Uh, that Mets team. And if you're a Met fan out there, I'm going to say this quietly because I know you want me to, it looks good. It yeah. looks good. It looks it like, this might not be a year where we cry ourselves to sleep in August. But I feel like right now, the Mets look really good. And Max Scherzer is 4-0 with a 2.61 ERA, a .8 whip, and he's got 42 strikeouts to nine walks. Max Scherzer is going to put up elite numbers across the board for the rest of the season at age 39 years old. And he's going to rewrite what we continue to think of what is a right or left arm after how many innings of use. But at the moment, he looks dominant. All of his stuff looks dominant. I think he looks like the best pitcher in baseball right now. And he's the first pitcher off the board for me. Yeah, I was going to make him the first pitcher off the board. But I was actually thinking of going back to back pitchers on this one because I have been watching the last couple of starts of Corbin Burns and Yowza, Yowza, Yowza. I'm going to take him with this next pitch. He really struggled in that first start. He is not struggling right now. Uh, coming off of seven innings, 10 strikeouts to run ball. He struck out back-to-back uh, -back games of double-digit strikeouts, 2021 Cy Young Award winner. So it's not like we haven't seen him do it before. Big fan of what Burns is going to do and love the fact that he's going to make so many starts against the NL Central, which is just a 
garbage division. Like it's the division that would get relegated if we were playing in, in BBL. Like it is just a group of the Brewers and then other. It is so bad, uh, but I'm going to make him. And then my other player, this is a little off the board-ish, I think, but he's just been so good that I have to take him. And it is a guy that I have to put in my utility spot. Manny Machado is the number one ranked player in Yahoo Baseball right now, and for good reason. 375, 440 on base percentage, four homers, 16 RBI, four stolen bases. Another guy that has had some relatively mediocre starts to his career at the time. Excellent to see him get off to such a nice start. Plays in a lineup that's going to give him a chance to drive in runs. Love the fact that he's running four stolen bases. You'll certainly take that from your hot corner guy. Never been a question of talent for him. He's always been due for that breakout MVP type season. I'm taking a chance this late, again, doing the quotation marks in the draft that he might be having one this year. Well, it's also really nice to think that he's crushing the ball right now. I mean, thank oh, by the way, shouts to Eric Hosmer for just <laughs> yeah. for just like deciding to be good for a hot second. Really, <laughs> all of us on every pod was just like Eric Hosmer's garbage. Um, <laughs> but Manny Machado is doing what he's doing right now. And that's without Fernando Tatis in the lineup yeah, being sure. either a run provider or a run scorer in front of him. So just imagine when he comes back, Machado can continue this streak and then get that bat into the lineup. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. A dark horse for NL MVP. If he continues this up, I mean, it's hard to say dark horse. He's been in the top five of it, like three of the last five years, but yes. I mean, g- genuinely this could be the year where he finally gets over the top. Right. Uh, okay. So let's move on to me. Da, 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 da. Oh God. Yeah, I'm going to do it. All right. We're going a, we're going to Dodgers one, two. Let's go with Walker Bueller at number 10 here. I had a little bit of a slow start to the season, but his last start was dominant. I mean, absolutely dominant. Just showed you exactly who he is. Uh, A 2.12 ERA still at this point in the year. And that's with a kind of starty, like a, a, a worse start than he would have liked coming out of the gate. Um, he is the best pitcher, and I mean, all kudos to Arias, but he is the best pitcher on the best team in baseball. The win should be there. The strikeouts will absolutely be there. The ERA has consistently been there throughout his entire career. An incredibly safe pick. I'll take basically the one-two of Scherzer and Bueller and feel very confident about that moving forward. And then I'm going to take Freddie Freeman at 11. He has Mm. not gotten going just yet. I know this might be a little bit more of me feeling as I continue to watch him in the lineup. Like I just think at the end of the year, if you're telling me I can pick my player, that's going to get 30 and like 35 and 110. Freddie Freeman is on the very short list of players. I am absolutely banking on to get that. I'll still take Freddie Freeman um, with my spots. I think that Dodgers lineup, they keep winning games, but like I said, it has not gotten going just yet, especially from the top of that lineup. It's going to, and boy, I cannot wait to see the fantasy numbers that the top five, six of that Dodgers lineup is going to do when suddenly that train gets a chugging. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be special, and I feel very bad for the pitchers that are going to face that lineup when everything is clicking on all cylinders. Uh, we got a question here, actually, from somebody who asked, where would you take Kevin Gossman? I'm not going to take Kevin Gossman, but I'm going to take Alec Manoa. And I am, to say I'm believing in the hype, I am believing. Are you, taking, are you taking Alex Manoa, Alec Manoa right now? I'm taking Alec Manoa. Oh, right absolutely. I love now. the gumption. Yes. Let's do Dude, it. 
He's 13th right now in Yahoo Baseball. So, and you know, we not saw the start that he has tonight, which yeah, before we hit play on this, he was shut out through five against the uh, Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Go check Alec Fast's page for an ap- couple of absolutely, just absolutely filthy, filthy sliders. Allowed one run through sliders six Sliders are absolutely nuts. He's thrown he's, like three of them in the game tonight and made really good Yankees look really, really stupid. He's really ridiculous. By the way, every big pitcher in baseball should have a single digit number because there's just something. It's like defensive tackles who mm-hmm. wear like number yeah. one or something like that. There's just something about it that's great. I mean, he's been dominant coming into the start. And again, he's been very good. 1.44 ERA, four quality starts already, which is awesome to see that he's getting into the sixth inning. Uh, four wins, which is nice to see. Going to get plenty of chances to win games. I'm big on Alec Manoa. I think that he is going to be a legitimate Cy Young contender. I like Kevin Gossman too. I just can't take him over. I the I like the swing and miss better of Manoa going forward and just believe in his arm more. That's nothing against Kevin Gossman. I nope. just really, really like Alec Manoa. So you've got uh, Manoa, you've got Manoa over Gossman rest of season. If you were rest, to have to pick right now. Correct. Yeah. And I <laughs> we'll see how that works out for me. But it no, is I don't I, no, I think it's razor thin. I might take yeah. Gossman over him, but like I put my list of like 30 to 35 yeah. on here and both of them were on it at the very at like towards the tail end. So I'm glad. Very, very nice. And then I'm going to take a, a relative unknown. I'm going to try to pronounce this right. Trout. Yeah. My K Trout. I haven't heard of him before this year, but he's sitting three. It's a hard German. It's a hard yeah. German. You got to say like, yeah, the, I, I'm truth. sorry. I didn't see, I didn't see the umlaut. I'm yeah. sorry about that. Uh, 324, 459. <laughs> Six homers, 11 RBS. I don't care that he's not stealing bases. He can have zero stolen bases. When Mike Trout is healthy, he's as good as any player in baseball. There's some really good outfielders that I'm passing on here to get him. But I just, I mean, it's Mike Trout. Mike Trout is as good as it gets the best player that I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's so fun to be reminded of how good he was because we seem to forget. We're fickle people. Mike Trout's really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he he real good. He real yeah. good. By the way, 10th right now in Yahoo after being preseason ranked 15th. So yeah. a very, very good start. <laughs> Just always shocking the critics, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Really, really playing <laughs> from behind that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I'm going to take this one because it looks like this is this is the year. Give me Aaron Judge for the I Yankees. I thought that year. would be it. Yeah. I mean – this might be finally season since his rookie year. And again, he continually puts up excellent numbers. No one is arguing this point, but he looks healthy. He is certainly motivated by bet after betting on himself to in this contract conversation. And he is rewarding himself kindly. Uh, eight home runs, 16 RBIs, a 291 average, an OPS just shy of one. Um, and on top of that, two stolen bases. Not to say that that's riding home anything, but his career high is nine, and he's got two already on the season. The Yankees have looked a little bit more active on the base paths. Um, Aaron Judge could very easily walk into this year with 50 and 125, and it would not shock me in a heartbeat as so long as he plays 140-plus games. If he is able to do that, and this looks like it might be off to the great st- – he is off to a great start on that front. Sure. Give it to me now. Uh, Aaron Judge, I'll take that. And right behind him, I'm choosing between three and, yeah, I'm going to do it. Jordan Alvarez looks absolutely locked in. And while he is not going to give you steals, he is going to give you everything else. Just everything else. I think three home runs in his last four games entering today. 
we've all known that he was a gr- that he has been a great hitter, and we all know that the quote breakout of his breakout seasons is going to happen. This year is going to be that breakout season. He is going to hit 45 home runs. He is going to drive in 120 RBIs, and he is going to bat over 280. And I will take all of those. So give me, uh, give me Jordan Alvarez, and uh, I'll feel good about that. That is very fair. I, I like Jordan Alvarez a lot, but I'm a little surprised you're taking this guy over another Houston guy. I'm going Kyle Tucker. I he's, he got off. He's in that. He was in that small group. He, he, he got group. off to a horrible start hitting like 160. He's risen his average 100 points in the last four games, and it was just a matter of time for him. We have seen Kyle Tucker just be have these little lulls through stuff and then all of a sudden pick things up. The fact he's hitting 262 now with 308 on base percentage isn't particularly impressive. A lot more impressive when you consider he was hitting in the low 100s not all of that long ago. The four home runs, the 15 RBI, the four stolen bases – Kyle Tucker is a fantasy star. It's just a matter of dealing with a little bit of, you know, inconsistency, but that's going to happen with young players. At the end of the day, he'll end up finishing as a top 20 to 25 player. I am very confident of that. Oh, I'm deciding between two former MVPs, one in AL and one in NL. I'm going to go Mookie Betts. And I was, I will just say that the guy that I was considering here also was Bryce Harper. Um, I may take Harper later, but I will just tell you right now, the difference here is the fact that elbow injuries scare the you-know-what out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mookie Betts, once again, not off to a great start. I love the fact that he has a 348 on base percentage with a 231 average. You know the hits are going to start falling for Mookie Betts sooner or later. And I love the Dodger lineup. I also love the fact that in Yahoo, he has second base eligibility. I still think that's a little crazy, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's He's if only it counts, driven, it works. I'll take yeah, it. If he's, he's only driven in the six runs, that's sure to be better as he starts playing better. I mean, Mookie Betts is going to be what Mookie Betts normally is. I mean, last year was a little bit of a disappointment, but there's just too much of a track record here. I'll go with Mookie Betts and imagine that he finishes the year as a, a 280 to 290 player with 25 homers and 25 steals. Yeah, I think you can very easily bank on that. I mean, again, the idea that Mookie Betts has been devalued over the last few years is kind of somehow baked in. I don't understand how it's happened, but we took like a kind of mediocre 2020 season and a less than unbelievably stellar 2021. Still a great year, but just a less than unbelievably stellar one. And we've like somehow packaged him as like a second tier player. He is not. Mookie Betts is absolute money. Um, He was, it was literally between Jordan. Uh, just to give you a little peek under the hood, it was between Jordan, Tucker, and Betts. Those are the three nice. outfielders I was looking at. Nice. Although, now that you took all of them, I'm not going to let uh, Bryce Harper get back to you here. Sure. Bryce Harper comes off the board for me. Um, again, we hard to make a point otherwise. He continues to be an elite offensive force with an excellent lineup around him. He is still a power guy. He absolutely is active on the base paths. He... He is never going to be a 300 to 310, you know, three. He's not going to be that type of hitter, at least most seasons, but at his batting average will certainly not hurt you in any way, shape, or form. Bryce Harper is an elite player. And I, again, he's coming off of an MVP season and still somehow people still don't quite know how to feel about Bryce Harper, I think, to a certain extent, which doesn't make sense to me. Four homers, 15 RBIs on the year, only a 253 average, but still an OPS over eight. He's going to get going more and more, especially as the summer heats up, and that's when he gets going. Give me Bryce Harper there. And then after that, I mean, it's 
kind of astounding. Hold on, let me see what number I'm at. That's Kyle Tucker, 17. At number 18, I'm going to take Garrett Cole. Yeah. And it is kind of, again, when we talk about certain players jumping up into this list, Garrett Cole is one that we are dropping down. You and I yeah. had a conversation last week about Garrett Cole not being the number one starting pitcher in fantasy. And I was wondering exactly, you know, if I'm trying to genuinely sit down and rank, like where do I put him in terms of pitchers? I think on this list, what I'm looking at one, two, three, four. This would be the fifth starter taken out of an R draft here. So that's that's a pretty precipitous fall from a guy who was pretty much a unanimous starting pitcher one with Jacob DeGrom starting on the shelf. But had a great last start in a had a great last start, has looked better over his last two. I still have very much questions. An ERA over four since the spider tech stuff happened. Like we said, um, I, I wonder how much that plays in. I still think he is simply too good of a pitcher for let me to let him fall any farther on this list, especially on a team that is one ten straight entering today and right. looks like they are going to be a pretty good team, especially a good offensive team for the rest of the season. The win should be there. The innings should be there. The strikeouts will be there. Garrett Cole, fifth pitcher off the board. Welcome to the team. Yeah, honestly, it's pretty hard to defend Alec Manoa over Garrett Cole. Like, I, I love Alec Manoa, but I, I really should have gone Cole there. But we'll see. I, I think that the, you bring up legitimate concerns. I don't think he's ever going to miss bats at the same level that he was with the spider tax stuff, even with the way baseball is going, like he's struck out 15 over his last two starts. And by the way, he hasn't given up a run. I believe in either of those starts. No, so he has not. Obviously something to, uh, to celebrate, especially because, you know, he has some medio- mediocre starts, but probably should have gone Cole over Manoa, but I'm, I'm, I'm not backing down now. Uh, I Double will go down. with, so again, we're playing Yahoo league. So I will take Shohei Otani batter here. The homers are going to start falling here. He's hitting 226 with a 280 on base percentage. I don't think he's ever going to be an elite average hitter just because of those long levers and the fact that uh, he strikes out an awful lot and he's willing to draw walks. But I know the power is going to come. The baseball is going to start traveling at some point, whether baseball has to put a new baseball <laughs> in or the fa- or just the fact that we're going to start seeing the weather warm up here. I mean, f- four homers isn't horrible by any stretch of the imagination, but it's it's not what we expected from Shohei Otani per se. Still think he's going to be an outstanding offensive player by the time that we get to the end of the year. And with this next pick... Ooh, this is getting tough. We're getting pretty deep, yeah. and that's kind of sad to say because we shouldn't be getting that deep. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about guys that are going in the first two rounds of drafts. I really don't want to take another pitcher here, although I'm kind of considering a one that was a little bit off the board. Give me Rafi Devers, uh, another guy who has not gotten off to a, a superb start. 299 average isn't bad, but only the nine RBI. I think that Boston lineup is going to heat up because it can't get much worse. It's just been so weird how Boston has been like basically relying on pitching to stay in this thing right now. Um, currently 128th in Yahoo rankings, started the year 16th. I've seen too much from Rafi Devers to believe that he's not going to hit by the end of the year. Um, and I would imagine that those RBIs, along with the average and the on-base percentage, should be rising as well. I'm all for that. By the way, Michael Allen out there. Yes, contract here, Aaron Judge, went number 14 on the list to this guy's team right here. Number 14 off the board. That's how good Aaron Judge has. Uh, preseason, <laughs> he was going, I have the list here, preseason, 
going 25th on average in Yahoo drafts, jumping up at least in our draft up to 14. Yep. All right, so let's get to mine here. And I am going to go with not a, not a strong start to the year and an injury issues on top of it, but Luis Robert is simply too good of a player. Yeah. The potential is just sky high. He is, however, he, I, I think, if I have my math correctly, has missed 41% of all potential Chicago White Sox games since he signed with them. So there is a legitimate injury issue that we have to have start having a reckoning with if at the end of this year something starts rearing its head. He's already kind of – he hasn't hit the IL, but he was out for about six out of nine games uh, yeah. over the last two weeks. So Luis Robert for me, though, again, a five-tool player who I think was your AL MVP pick at the beginning of the year. I have him, sure. he's, I think I have him inside my top five to ten when it comes to the AL MVP. That should be the numbers he puts up. Right. Um, I think come this point next year, we might be talking about him as a late first, early second, not someone at the tail end of the second like we're kind of putting him on there now. But the potential is is to the roof. Needs to be healthy, needs to be on the field. The entire White Sox team has not played up to snuff so far this year. One of the more disappointing teams through the first month of the year. Hopefully that rebounds and Luis Robert would be a major part of that. So give me him. And then after that, give me Ozzy Albies. Mm-hmm. Uh especially from a second base position. I know we're positionless in this, so it doesn't sure. matter as much. But from a second base position, again, a guy who continues to be an elite position, uh, elite player at the position, another one who has fallen in this list because he has not played up to snuff just yet. A 212 batting average is not what Ozzy Albies is. He is a more to 250 to 280 kind of guy, but he still has six home runs, 11 RBIs, has walked, 10 times while striking out 20. The two to one ratio is pretty good for him. As long as he's in that range, we're pretty set. Uh, 13 runs scored is about right. That's what, that's the kind of rate he should be on. That's an over 100 run rate with the lineup that he has around him, especially Matt Olson, um, obviously replacing Freddie Freeman there. The sky is still very much the limit with him. If someone in your league is, for whatever reason, looking at the 212 average and getting a little squirrely, have a conversation with him. But otherwise, there is no change in my floor for Ozzy Al- Ozzy Albies, a four category contributor who still has two stolen base or eh, has two stolen bases on the year and can get double digits in the category. Yeah, absolutely. So these are my last two picks, correct? Uh, yes and yes. Okay, so I'm going to take. I got to draft this guy ahead of the other guy just because it'll make me feel a lot better about myself. <laughs> I'm taking my sweet, sweet Rondo, Wander. I'm taking Wander Franco with my mm-hmm. next pick. Uh, <laughs> superlative, superlative. I mean, 322, 341, four homers, 14 RBIs, three stolen bases. Love that he's running because that was such a hot topic yep. amount. Fantasy. And I get it because he has not shown the ability to consistently steal bases yet. It's a weird thing to be super worried about for a player who I believe is 14 years old. But it is, Might as well be. yeah, I mean, like this dude is just a special player. He's a lock to hit for average. The power is obviously apparent too. <laughs> I'm going with Wander Franco. Uh, and then my other pick is going to be uh, Josh Hader. And I know that relievers are not exactly the most exciting players uh, available, but this guy is going to be among the lead leaders in saves for the rest of his life. And especially because of the fact that he's playing in the NL Central against a bunch, bunch of bad teams. Nine and a third innings, 15 strikeouts, already 10 saves. 
has allowed as many earned runs as Colin and I combined with a whip of 0.64. So that's going to be my final pick. I'm going to go with Josh Hader. Normally, I wouldn't recommend drafting a closer in the second round, but when he can literally win you a category, I can't blame anybody for taking him that high. Yeah, it's hard for me to argue that point when, like you said, genuinely, he could win you a category, and that's yeah. something to be said for itself. God, there's a couple of good ones here. You know what? I'll take the final swing. If this is my last player, I'm going to take the swing. Give me Byron Buxton up on here. There you oh, go. Again, I'm mad at myself going, for not taking We Byron are going Buxton to live in this world where we've refused to give up on Byron Buxton oh, despite the fact that he continues to get banged doing? up and nicked over and over and over again. And I knew it was going to piss you off on top of it, which is a double win for Kyle. So Byron Buxton doing Byron Buxton things for the most part this year, just continuing to hit the cover off the ball. Um, Obviously had the minor injury concern for a hot second, a couple, a couple, about a week ago or so, but still hitting 279 with seven homers and 12 RBIs across 61 at bats. He's only played in 15 games and he's got seven home runs, Uh, an an OPS over one. Look, the simple fact is when healthy, Byron Buxton is the top 10 player in the game. I am more than happy to take the discount at 24 and say that, yeah, no, I'm I'm good with that here. And then I will personally help. uh, I will personally go with Byron Buxton hand in hand to ESPN Studios and slap whoever put Byron Buxton at number 89 on their preseason list whack, and say, no, you, you are wrong. You are wrong, sir. Take that down. But Byron Buxton for me, um, I'll take him at 24 and feel very confident with that. I, I cannot believe the players that I took over Byron Buxton. Like, <laughs> this took is, Josh this Hader. Is, you took a closer, this, sir. I, took, I hope you go I, home. To, I hope you go to sleep tonight. No, I, I can, a closer I, over Byron I Buxton. adore Alec Manoa, but taking him over Byron Buxton is crazy. It's so crazy. Chris Crawford, you got to be better than that. No, I love that pick. Like Again, there is so much risk with Byron Buxton because of the fact that, you know, he it's, it's, it's a large sample of this. Now it's, it's bad luck. There's no question about that because it's not just one injury to one place. This is not something where it's a a guy with a torn ACL whose knee keeps getting hurt. And you wonder why his knee keeps getting hurt. It's, it's everything has gone possibly wrong for this guy. And it's so fun to watch him play baseball. Um, do I get like another pick? I think I think we should I'll all let do you have one. more. We'll I think we, more. okay because you got you got twenty five. I'll I'll just I'll I'll just make my my last pick here. Um, let's see. This is really good radio or whatever you want to call it right now. Uh, Taylor Ward. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I will say I'm going to keep my Blue Jays kick up and go George Springer. Man, George Springer was way undervalued last year, and I well, got I it. So. I get it. For the fact that he has had some injury issues, doesn't steal bases anymore. It's been a long time, actually, since he stole bases. But when you are a power hitter hitting at the top of that Toronto lineup, so you not only have a chance to drive yourself in, but you have Boflo and you have Vladdy Jr. and you have Teoscar when he's healthy and a bunch of other good dudes getting a chance to drive you in, you're a four-category player automatically. And the fact is that you know, the strikeouts have started to come down. I like that he's already stolen two bases, too. Yep. Like, if he can get into double-digit stolen bases, huge. this yeah. is going to be easy. Uh, preseason was 49th, already 12th. And then the other player I was kind of considering, too, was just Nolan Arenado. Man, do we look kind of foolish 
as fantasy people being concerned so far this year because holy crap has he been good 359 432 six homers 18 rbi playing basically like the player that we saw in course field for so many years that's been really fun to see uh, nolan arenado and george springer i think both needed to be bring, brought up in this thing just because of how good they've been and the fact that i think we criminally undervalued them coming into the year amen to all of those uh, a couple other names just right outside on my list um the pitching duo or trio, I should say, of Brandon Woodruff, uh, Carlos Rodon, Joe Musgrove, all, th- mm-hmm. all three kind of fringier outside there. Although Woodruff, a faller, Woodruff was on average 20th in Yahoo drafts, um, fell out of the top 25, at least in ours. Um, yep. Anybody else who fell out of there? Trying to see. Starling Marte was 22 in Yahoo drafts. We didn't discuss yeah. him. Um, only four stolen bases on the year caught three times, like has not exactly gotten off to that start just yet. Although, um, that Mets offense still looks like it's got another gear to get into. Um, Shane Bieber, we didn't mention at 24, Matt Olson, uh, Julio Rios. Uh, yeah. So I, I think those are kind of the players on the fringe here on the outside there, but I think that's a pretty good top 24 here. So just to absolutely reha- just to rehash here's, our top 24 in this draft results. Jose Ramirez goes number one. Trey Turner, number two. Acuna, number three. Soto, four. Vladdy, five. Bichette, six. Scherzer, seven. Burns, eight. Machado, nine. Walker Bueller rounds out the top 10. Then 11 to 20 is Freddie Freeman. Alec Manoa is 12. Mike Trout is 13. Aaron Judge, Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker go 14, 15, 16. Bryce Harper, 17. Garrett Cole, 18. Shohei, 19. And Rafi Devers, 20. And then to close it out, Luis Roberts, Ozzy Albies, Wander Franco, Josh Hader, Byron Buxton. And then who'd you say last just to throw in? I think I said it was either it was between Nolan Arenado and somebody that I already forgot, but um Let's yeah. just say it was Nolan Arenado. I'm good with Nolan. Nolan <laughs> By the way, uh, shouts to Anthony Rizzo, who I never thought what I would even yeah. remotely consider in this conversation, but I had to at least look up the stats to confirm just to make Story. sure that, like, is there a reason? But like, yeah. another, I saw another hit tonight as well. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I, I, again, a, a pretty good top 25. Now, not a lot of shifting within the top 25. Not a whole lot of new guys into the level, but no. uh, Alec Manoa jumping up into the top 25, according to you. Wander Franco jumping inside the top 25. He was outside of that. Byron Buxton inside the top 25. He was outside of that. Aaron Judge inside here. He was outside the top 25. So some movement in this spot, especially from some of those top guys. And really, I think when we look at guys like Manoa, I think when you look like guys like Franco, uh, Buxton in certain leagues, like for the value you got on these guys, the fact that we're even talking about them inside the top 25 is absolute money considering a couple of them were drafted far outside the top 30. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there will be, if we did this exercise next month, it'd be curious to see where we take Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, Exactly. As we start start to forecast his return to the majors. Absolutely. And then one other thing I was just looking up is it's weird to see a Boston Red Sox shortstop that is hitting 369 that didn't get consideration is Xander Bogarts. And I think he's like in that range as well. Yeah, he's right outside of it. It's yeah. just the fact that one home run right now and one stolen base and the shortstop position is just so good. Yeah. But again, if you're, he's never going to be a 
stolen bases guy. So if no. he's only got one home run, then we're gonna we have a we have an issue there because he's already def- deficit in one category. For sure. But that just about finishes up our show for today. If you're sipping what we're serving, make sure you are subscribed to wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to rate and review us. In honor of Cinco de Mayo this week, you know how many stars to give us. Come now, Cinco, Cinco, Cinco. And while you are at it, be sure to follow NBC Sports Edge on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch to be informed of all of our live shows so you can join in on the action. You can follow me on Twitter at Live, and you can follow Chris at Crawford underscore M-I-L-B. Be sure to tune back in tomorrow, and Chris invites our very own DJ Short onto the pod to discuss their level of trust in some of the season's biggest surprises, so make sure you don't miss it. So until then, stay safe out there, and as always, thanks for listening. Dom Smith, pick 26.